Good evening, listeners, and welcome to another month of horror, mayhem, Ooh. trickery, Ooh. and treatery, Ooh. as Spooktober is ab- upon us once again. Oh my gosh. Uh, as many of you know, Spooktober is the month each year where we get, things get a little spooky around oh, here. Oh, they get we kinda, outrageous. Yeah, scary. they get a little spooky, and we investigate various Halloween-themed watches. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we've decided to, to take... To, <laughs> we, this year, we've Remix. decided to take a deep dive into a varied selection of scarables, starting off with what man fears the most. Yes. Beast. Yes. Nature. <laughs> but I can't do it alone. I'm joined in the booth today by Sean. How are you, Sean? I'm very good. Thank we're, you so uh, much. We're an, we're an all bro show today. We're doing all bro, um, well, because men fight animals. That's why that was okay. that was the distinction we made when we decided to Sonya be two men in a booth. Just gathering berries at home, <laughs> sick today. So, uh, Sanj, I hope you're well. She has sent in some notes. She has which, sent in lengthy which I, notes, which we will gleefully. Yeah, they are lengthy. It is, I, I didn't realize length. that our, our WhatsApp had a read more button. Heft to them. Uh, but I also I, was surprised to see that. <laughs> but I'm happy that she did. She does have a. Uh, a presence here, if not in physical form, uh, certainly in spirit. In spectral form. Sean, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. I am good. If how are you? I'm I'm doing okay. If you had to describe yourself as a spooky animal that would be in uh, a horror movie Ooh. in this hour, what would you what would you pick? Well, a black cat. Oh, okay. Some black cat slinking around. Uh, I would go full humpback whale. What? That's not very scary. Because <laughs> oh, it has wait. a humpback? That's just really, wait. That's ableist of you. Maybe. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, as I said, we're talking about uh, animal scary movies. But hold your horses, Sean. Well, okay. I don't want to. That's could go bad for me. Anyone, anyone can splice their DNA with a fly, get bit by a magical beast, or sew on three quarters of a horse to their hips. Okay? Yeah. We're talking about, for today's show, the real deal. Okay. Real animals. We're not talking about there's no magic, there's no sci-fi, just animal animals that have gone bad. Maybe like a little twinge of something. They might, like they usually they all have a bit extra juice in some way. They got a bit of extra juice, but for the most part, they're this mostly show, just straight this, from nature. This show is about one second. I just remembered a thing and I'm writing it down. Uh, this show is about animals. That have been put in horror movies as the central focus yes. with minimal alterations. Right. Okay. Uh, so with that, Sean, are you afraid of any animals? I'm afraid of all animals. Are you afraid of animals? Yes, absolutely. They're, they're very dangerous. Like wild animals or like 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 a, a dog approaches what happens? I stand rod straight, ramrod straight, until, until like maybe it shows itself to be kind and I'll extend a hand but i i feel like i don't know i have dog i I have dog stuff you have dog stuff i'm like kind of scared of dogs okay interesting um when i was a kid we had neighbors that had two very intense dogs two very intense pit bull dogs oh my god okay and they were really scary (laughs) oh and they were probably fine but you know how one day you're just kick a dog dish or something and that dog is on you mm. and they you know have never shown anything before that some days they snap 
Oh, well, that's no, that's fair. I'm, and like even the smallest of animals, like a squirrel, could rip you to shreds <laughs> <laughs> if it just got on you. That that's how you feel. If it, I feel like if it had the bloodlust, it would. I it could it could take me. <laughs> it would. Yeah, I would. It would cost if me. If some, a squirrel jumped on you right now, what would your reaction be? Well, I would. I would flick it off. I would You'd eat it right it. off. But, <laughs> but I've you know it could claw me. Claw my what if, face. Yeah, what if it, it got could, what if it got in your hair? It could give me some weird disease. I could do so many things. Who knows? To me. Uh, interesting. Okay, uh, I feel like uh, I have dominion over animals. Right, and, and this is what will get you into trouble. Yeah, this is true. I do feel like I do respect, like like if I'm on safari, I'm not getting out of the jeep. Like that's you, just unwise. No, oh, no, 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 right? No, like no, that's no, not. But I am not like afraid of ant like i'm not afraid of animals but i will i will do things like so for example i don't know if you're aware of this mm-hmm. but last year at sass poly there was a cougar scare right where they're and not just your mom or <laughs> bro show <laughs> it's the bro show <laughs> we should maybe do a bro show that's <laughs> uh anyway um Okay, that's like that's not nothing. That's, a cougar will get you. It's true, and like a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's not a big deal." And like, I very much heeded the warning of, of "There's a large cat in the area," but like at the same time, it's like I'm not like walking out there because I don't think that anything's going to happen. I also like believe that the wall will save. Like, I have enough infrastructure that will save me. Yeah. And like, I will respect animals when out in the in their territory. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, I guess that's the, my thing. Is I I mostly I give them the respect they deserve. I'm I'm not out here making like trying to take a photo of a moose mm-hmm, out close mm-hmm. or something. I'm keeping my distance. Yes, there is there is a time and place. Like I have seen a whole herd of caribou, which was very cool. And I see saw a bunch of people get out of their cars to no, go take pictures of no, that caribou. No, 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 get and out that of is, your car. That is not the thing to do. That is outrageous. No, that that is that is you. Uh, violating their terms of this agreement, they'll trample your. Oh, they would not even. They would not even notice. They wouldn't even see you. Ugh, it's so flat it's as true. a pancake. Just gone. Just absolutely gone. Anyway, um, yeah. I my next question was: Have you been in any situations involving dangerous animals? And you did mention the pit bulls. Um. Yeah. Just like mostly dog stuff. I don't really get myself into, you know situation mm-hmm. i've never been on safari yeah i so rarely do a hike <laughs> but like honestly that couple in banff like just this week a couple got attacked by a grizzly really yeah oh man dead so like we got to be careful with these bears <laughs> they're not true. that's true <laughs> they're not going anywhere in fact they're coming closer well i have um they are coming closer i have had a run-in with a bear no. At a camp, a camping situation. Anyway, okay. I heard it was a very short sentence where my grandfather was like, "There's a bear, go inside," and so I just immediately went inside. Good. Uh, I did not see the bear. You didn't try to try to pet it. No, I did. I did not. I did not notice it until some people in a truck came and took care of that bear permanently Ooh, uh, in a, a, in a, a mafia way. style way. Right. And uh, really that bear right. left in a truck, and I saw that. But um, no, like yeah. If was it brown or black? It it was. Uh, I think it was brown. Brown wasn't it brown? Those are the bad ones. Is it brown? It could have been black. I don't know. It's a bear. It's a dark well, bear. as we you know, this is uh, the very 
smallest thing I know about bears is if it's brown, play dead. Or whatever, <laughs> lie down. But if it's brown, lie down? If it's brown, lie down. If it's black, fight back. But, is, that, is that real? Yeah, well, okay. that's, like, that's being bandied about. Um, but mostly just like black bears can be intimidated if you're like, ah, I'm bigger than you, mm. and like make noise, and then they'll kind of run the, away. The more, the more I think about it, it probably was black. Okay, because like Cause... a brown bear is very, like, they don't pop up that often, but when they mm-hmm. do, you're kind a little bit like... Like, the play dead thing is kind of like, it will attack you, and maybe it'll, like, if you play dead, it might just, pre- like, not see you and lose interest. Oh, this bad boy was digging garbage. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, I'm feeling black bear yeah, from and, this. Yeah, uh, and it was handled, I would say, I would say within 25 minutes of the first mention of what was happening, the situation had been handled. finished. Yeah. And also, uh, like, that guy, that black bear, could, he wasn't really hassling you, he could have gone, gone, gone away. He could definitely could have, yeah. But uh, he would—that's that, not what happened. <laughs> no, he unfortunately faced his end that mm-hmm. day. Uh, do you have any other uh, close call, close animal calls? No, no. I don't get myself into these places. Well, I—I I have become the default spider killer at my oh, house. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, and uh, I maybe was not that comfortable with that a few years ago. You know, like spiders how? are weird looking, and I also feel like I don't need to kill every single thing that. But I don't uh, know. how many spiders are we talking about? Oh man, dozens at this point. Oh my and I God. just give them a quick, gonna... quick stomp, quick yeah, oh. harbor landing. What's is... going on out there at harbor oh, landing? Oh man, it's crazy. They're There's everywhere. Full man. spider nest. But um, uh, yeah, no. To try and illustrate my dominion over the over right. the the wild to to the young one, mm. I've been like, well, no. Now I've got to be this guy that's that's the sp- spider stomper. And like stomper. Oh man, it's 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 endless, Sean. It is. There's so many times where I'm just stomping spiders left, right, and center. Oh my god! Because I'm I'm the one that has to be the guy to do that. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't feel I don't feel good about it, but I do need to like establish a boundary. Well, heavy is the foot that wears the crown. Heavy, heavy is the foot that wears the crown. All right, Sean, ready for this next question? It's pretty good. Okay. Okay. With the exception of the hippo. Mm. I think that humans have the whole animals will eat me thing figured out. You'd think that. Yes. Um, what What do these films do to make animals scary again? So we we got a lot of depictions here of things that probably aren't that big of a deal, but could be. Uh, what, yeah. Yeah, what, how do we How do we get here? Well, a lot of films will paint animals in ways like that they don't actually behave, or mm-hmm. so it makes I feel like people be a, lo- a lot more frightened of them when it's like a shark won't really get you that much like mm-hmm. it will a little bit but it's not out here just like bloodthirsty chomp 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 mm-hmm. um yeah or like you know whatever any other anaconda like an anaconda is not out here swallowing people whole mm-hmm. it'll just like maybe give you a squeeze <laughs> bust your heart open but it it's not it's not gobbling you up that well most of the time there are records of such things but mm-hmm. it is just the whole thing of for the most part i do feel like often we get like like if this is an anaconda it's the smartest and right, right? like it is it's it the is biggest a, you've it, ever yeah it is the most exceptional exceptionable these sharks these sharks got injected with IQ. They did. Stuff and like that. that's the only reason they got Sam Jackson, because they've been using the humans to flood the 
Right. <laughs> What's it called? The, the I facility. Don't know. I, <laughs> it doesn't I, make I any sense. I saw that so long ago. Oh man, I watched it this week. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. Oh man. <laughs> it's a solid. I would love a refresh. Solid on watch. Absolutely solid watch. Anyway, um, but I do feel like we kind of like like there is a tenant of these movies in that either it's kind of one of two things. It is the the best version of that thing, like the best, most dangerous, blah 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 that you could probably yeah that yeah. you could think of, or something has affected all of the ones around us to act together, which is oh, infinitely more frightening. Is quite scary. Yes, that is actually talk terrifying. about a squirrel attacking me. Oh, I, I could take care of that, but if they were twenty squirrels attacking me, they might take me down. It's true. Like if they were working together in a logical way, logical, oh, logically oh. attacking me. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. Will Ferrell has this great joke about tuna that maybe make rudimentary legs, and then maybe they can breathe, like make make a thing to breathe on land. And we're not talking days, but hours. We don't stand a chance against tuna. Tuna, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I've never, I've never considered tuna an enemy, but now, well, now, now I do. Now we do. Now, now my do. eyes are downward. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, what other? What are the other tenets of a good animal horror film? Um. Man, I feel like you don't want to see it that much. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, I mean? a, that's a fair point. Because, like, no matter what, it's still going to kind of look either stupid or mm-hmm. kind of cute. Yes. And I feel like in the stupid category, there is sort of like a super intense sect of those in terms of, like, the Sharknados. Yeah. Right. Where yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like like fully like a whole premise that just can not occur, but I mean in terms of like a tornado with a bunch of sharks in it, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, except that those sharks are probably deceased from being in the air, squished around in a tornado. Yes, and we're both very aware that uh, like it would be much more logical for them to be in a whirlpool. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and also just like in Sharknado, the sharks um, are being flown around in the tornado with their mouths wide open, mm-hmm. ready to for things to fly into them. Yes, and you know that's they're just chomp, chomp, chomp. And that just that's just what happens in terms of Sharknados. Yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of Sharknados, of course. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I do think there is another thing. That happens a lot in these movies where our main character is often like already opposed or or, oh, yeah. or like like has a history with that animal or mm-hmm. maybe like is an expert in the handling of that animal. Yes. Uh, it is just kind of a vibe of like, uh, you know, if you think about Deep Blue Sea, we do have, is it, what's his name? Thomas Jane? Is that his Jane name? Mm. Uh, where he's kind of like this like shark expert that they have around. Oh my god, there's three deep blue seas. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I had no idea. Three, three deep blue seas. Yes, he plays Carter Blake. Uh, Thomas Jane plays Carter Blake in the first deep blue sea. Oh, well that explains and it. And he is, he is kind of like this like shark expert in that he's got like a history with them and he like knows and how they, they kill my mother. Like they just, you know. But yeah. then there's also the lady who's like the one who injected them with the IQ and she's like a different kind of shark expert, but when push comes to shove, not she in a know. fighting way, you mm-hmm. know, until electricity is involved. Mm. Which is she wrote them. She zaps one. Yeah, she zaps one. Yeah, it's a good for her. No, it's, it's very. She uses her mind. She fights with her mind. Yeah, Sean. you have to fight with your 
with all your tools. I mean, you've got to. Um, any other uh, pieces of a, a good uh, animal horror film? Any other puzzle puzzle pieces? Any puzzle that pieces to fit we, together? We got the expert. Maybe that's the hero. Maybe that's not the hero. We've got kind of a goofy circumstance, but at some point, it's goofy. You yeah. buy you like you buy into it. My next question is like, are a lot of these goofier comedy horror? And I feel like uh, even if you try, like I feel like Anaconda was tried to be a, like a straight thriller, and it did not and work. It, just turned and maybe it aged into a jest or maybe it began that way but it really is terrible and a laughable um and there's probably a lot of things pointing to that like uh ooh john voight's sort of turn as a cuban mercenary or whatever his his deal was back when the race was just written on a paper and inferred and you don't need a dialect coach at all and i and actually there's a clip of that that's kind of doing some meme rounds right now where he's watching j-lo like wash her hair or something and then she's like putting water on her neck or whatever and then she looks over and he's got the weirdest face just like staring at her just like (laughs) and it's like whatever like me when Bay opens a bag of chips or whatever, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, but I do. I even think like even the really serious ones because I like I'll watch Deep Blue Sea in a comedic way, just because of I think LL Cool J. Cool J is just sort of funny and and he in a he lives way. right. He does live. He okay. absolutely does live. Um, but I also watch Ladies like Love. Cool J to live at the end. That's true. But I also watch Congo. Now, what is that? Uh, Congo is uh, about um, some... It's kind of like a... Oh, man. It's it's a bunch of people who are trying to get diamonds go to the Congo, and there is these like mysterious monkeys that mm. are very, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so they have to go and figure some stuff out. I'm really blowing past a lot of this. Uh, but um, they have these, like, laser beams. <laughs> the monkeys do? No, the oh, humans the people. do. Okay. And uh, they, they go and they have a monkey that they kind of talk to that helps, like, guy. it's crazy. Oh, they got a narc yeah. monkey. Uh, sort of, well, he's their friend. Anyway, there's, like, all the danger of, like, they're like these white monkeys that are like very dangerous. I'm going to show Sean a, 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 an image from Congo of a white monkey oh, being shot by a laser. My God. <laughs> anyway, it just like, it's a very serious movie. Like everything is very serious about it. But the whole thing is like this, like, it's from 1995. It's like an 80s sci-fi movie that, that I would looks, watch for a while. That looks like a still from Star Wars. <laughs> from Star Wars. Here's a close-up of that monkey's face. Also like... Cool, like, oh. prosthetics, but did not hold up at all. Anyway, no. um, but I just feel like if you go for the super serious situation, you do kind of immediately, like, lose me on the serious because you have to, like, justify your premise in a huge way. And, like, I think the best version of this is Jaws. Absolutely. Because I would say, because I also watched a film this week called The Birds, mm-hmm. that I would say also is regarded as a prestige sort of horror mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Um, regarding uh, involving animals going kooky-looky. Mm-hmm. And also, The Birds, like, kind of is 
looks pretty stupid sometimes. It does. Um, but it's obviously like the way that special effects have aged and um, just the way audiences are now. But um, yeah, Jaws, I have seen in recently and it really still holds up. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is because you don't really see that little that little guy until yeah. like you only see him a few times. Right. And I I think as well it's sort of and is, is the case with the birds like a skillful approach to kind of like showing maybe not the thing which might be like in a way a little bit ridiculous but like the human feeling of yeah, the, the fear of that thing. You get to just see waist up people being like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. And then you're like really freaked out, right? And he builds he builds the dreads so epically. It's true, and not only that, but um, I do think in the case of Jaws, it is just like a like a a less is more sort of situation, oh. and it does kind of like tease at that like it's like that feeling when you're like washing your hair in the shower and you have to close your eyes and you're like worried that someone's behind you in, you're, are you frightened that someone's in the shower with you don't you don't you get that vibe sometimes um no i sometimes do that when i'm washing my face like in the sink oh, okay and then i stand up and i'm like someone's behind me <laughs> that's the, but the, in the shower i'm like no one's in here like, oh, okay no that's i've i've got eyes I, i've i've rationally figured that whole thing out so i'm not worried about it but i do that does happen you know one day anyway yeah. i think akin to that when humans are in the water, which again, not oh. our natural, right? Like it's not, that's not our space to be in. Even a pool is just like a artificial play place. But like, if you're like, if you're in the ocean, like that's oh, not your, that's, I would actually, I probably would claustrophobically panic if I was just like, I can't see a dang thing <laughs> underneath. But uh, that's, we all have a fear of something like, even if seaweed touches your leg underwater, it's freaky. Yeah. Right. And so, so Jaws especially like kind of like grabs at that little inherent fear in all of us because that's just not Chomps our. At it. That's just not our place to be. No, we should be there. What no. are we doing there? Why did why on earth we? What? That's for tuna. That's for that's we, for tuna. We get in there with a the tuna. <laughs> um, Sean, we've talked about a whole bunch of my questions, but we're bouncing around. That's fine. Um, we've talked about the birds. We've talked about the Jaws. Are there other animal horror films that are at the top of this pyramid? The Prestige? Yes. Um, oh, like King Kong, maybe? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and I do think I do think King Kong counts because we said no magic, no sci-fi, even though it's pretty sci-fi. It is, but he's a real he's a real thing. He is a, he, he is a real thing. Yeah, he was on that island, okay? <laughs> um it's true. Uh I think as well like I don't know. I was talking to some people about like are these horror movies? Mm-hmm. And I guess like by definition and type they are. However, I do again associate them with like a very goofy yeah, I think thing. things take a turn for the thriller, I think, I think for a lo- well. when it's like animal f- movies. Yes, absolutely. But uh, in terms of the tip of this iceberg, uh, I would like to present to you and mm-hmm. the listeners, uh, honestly, probably one of my favorite movies that I think is such a comedy movie okay. that, that like to think of it any other way is mind-blowing to me. Um, b- but did you ever see Lake Placid? Oh, yes, <laughs> I have. Uh, With Betty White? <laughs> uh, yes, Betty White is in Lake Placid. Anyway, um, I think uh, it is one of the funniest movies of all time. 
Uh, Oliver Platt is also in Lake Placid. Um, Lake Placid. Bill, yeah, Bill Pullman is in there. Bridget Fonda. Oh yes, it's such a crazy cast. Brendan Gleeson, and it's kind of about this. Spoiler alert: This old lady who has a pet alligator, huge alligator. Yeah, yeah. like or a crocodile. It might be a crocodile. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think this movie is so funny, and yeah. I think it might have been like when I saw it. I saw it with a bunch of. Bro, but so, so with a bunch of bros, yeah, and we all thought it was really funny, and now I just sort of bring that to the whole the whole thing. But um, I, well, I wasn't able to watch the whole thing, but I watched parts of it, and it still just makes me laugh the whole time. And I wonder if that is like part of this style of charm. Like, I wonder if like it has won me over. This movie has like fifty on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, so. Anyway. I think it is, yeah, I I feel like it is definitely a comedic moment, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, to have Betty White do this Louisiana lady, <laughs> like, come get your cow type of thing, like, yeah, it's camp, all right. <laughs> um, I do feel like it goes very wrong with the Eight-Legged Freaks, which I tried and couldn't watch this week. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it's it's real. It's awesome. I, I remember that trailer was everywhere, um, like, on a lot of films. With, like, David Arquette being like, eight-legged freaks. Yes, it happened a lot. But um, I don't, th- I don't know if I ended up seeing it. Oh, really? Yeah. I think... It's probably for the best. I don't think you can go back now. They're giant <laughs> spiders, so I mean... Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't I don't remember and much more about that except for that line. Which I think is fair. Um, another one that I have to also put up on the mantle hmm. as, like... A movie I love that I probably shouldn't is Snakes on a Plane. Now, I haven't actually seen it. Oh, my God, Sean. Snakes on a Plane is a, a romp through action comedy. And mm. the fact that the premise is the title and, like, they just do a couple things to justify that and then literally give up for different moments is just absolutely heartwarming to me. And and the snakes are venomous. Oh, yeah. No, it's... So, the, the, the plot of Snakes on a Plane is that um uh <laughs> just think it think about saying it out loud it's making me laugh um there's a guy in the witness protection program and samuel L. jackson is a marshal in charge of bringing him from hawaii to california or some some okay. some sort of thing like that and um uh the guy who's testifying against has to kill him but he can't he has to make it look like an accident so his plan... That's not an accident. How does this possibly look going to look like an accident? His plan is to fill this plane with venomous snakes and then... And kill every single person. Right. And the, the goal is for the whole plane to go down. Like, that's the, right. whole, the whole situation. Anyway, um, it is very fun and it's very crazy. It is a bad movie. Like, I'm just yeah. going to... I'm going to full on just say that this is not a good movie. However, all of it is kind of for the one joke that everyone knows about Snakes on a Plane... And in that way, that setup, I think, is just kind of delightful. And uh, there are so many snakes on that plane. There's so many monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday <laughs> to Friday plane. Thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's just like a crazy thing where, like, I mean, I believe it started as an inside joke that they said that they were going to make snakes on a plane. And also, I, you know, I heard that it was the working title... And Samuel L. Jackson was like, "No, this has to be the title." No, uh, it was it was that like for, like that was the plan mm. uh, because they had worked on they were working on this other movie 
I think it was like the 51st State or something. A lot of the same people involved, not the same director. But that was kind of where this like joke started to get floated around. Because uh, that movie, it's one of my favorites. It's absolutely crazy. We should talk about it sometime. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it, it was just sort of an extension of that in terms of like... You know, how little of a premise do we need to, like, do this crazy movie? And the answer is not much. You need the smallest premise, and you need a lot of good marketing. That's 100% true. Because uh, at that time, do you remember? You could, like, phone... You could get Samuel L. Jackson to leave, like, your voicemail message. I forgot that. They, they did a lot of, like, bizarre things. Um, and it, I think it worked. Uh, I dragged my whole family to that sinks on a plane, and <laughs> they did not... They were not happy. They did not no. want... But I do think as well, like, there are horror elements, but I think it kind of, like, shies away from the horror genre into, like, a goofy action-y Ludicrous action. Yes. And uh, I don't know... Yeah, I don't. I don't know where where that line is yet, John. But we may find it by the end. We're of the very well, well made. <laughs> we very well made. Anyway, uh, it's time for us to take a break and shoot some lasers at some monkeys. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. You're you're listening to Spoiler Alert, and we're talking about animal horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep that rolling, Sean and I. Oh yes, of course. Uh, but before we do, does anyone know what time it is? Uh, Sean, do you know what time it is? No, I, I, I'm very unclear as to what time it is. <laughs> it's game time, Sean. Whoa! In another case where Sean may be able to get ahead, actually, that's a lie. Sonia sent in her uh, her comments oh, about what did. she believes the game she is. Did, yeah. So, Sean, it's still a normal playing field. Well, Sean, are you ready to play the game? Yes, I am. Um, okay. Uh, for th- I didn't do my whole spiel. For those who don't... Did I do it or no? I'm, for those who don't know or okay, if you're just yeah. tuning in, the game is where I spend, I think it's like five minutes this week, looking yeah. for a title related to our topic that Sean and Sonia have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. Mm-hmm. Sean, yes. are you ready to play the game? See, I'm ready. I, I am ready. That's okay. This week's Oof. title is The Ghost in the Darkness. The Ghost in the Darkness? That title again, The Ghost in the Darkness. Sean, I will let you simmer yeah, on The Ghost, let me in, the stew. ghost oh. in the Darkness. Because Sonia has sent in her thoughts. Uh, I will read this in her voice. I think the game... The, uh, or no. Is this <laughs> her voice? The game, I think The Ghost in the Darkness, is about a family being tormented <gasps> by the spirit of two cats left behind in a house fire, Ghost in Darkness. One's white and the other's black, obviously. The cat's less restless spirits are awakened when a developer starts construction on a new condo where the house burned down and they show up to the family's new home to skitter around and knock things off surfaces in the night. The haunting escalates until the family flees out of this out of out of the out of state, oh, in desperation. The final scene of the movie shows them unpacking their new kitchen, thinking they're finally safe until the camera slowly pans over no. to a slowly Swish-swashing cat door that's just been not, used. Not swish-swashing. It's swish-swash. Uh, swish-swashing. Uh, anyway. Wow, that's scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. Not a swish-swashing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here, here's the the real gag, Jeremy, is that I know what this film is about. Do you? I do. <laughs> but. That might, be, that might be, it might be point day for Sean. But. 
Should I say what it actually is, or should I give it? Yeah, I think you should say what it actually is because I really hope you're wrong. But I mean, again, the game is that I've ho- you've hopefully not seen it. So true. Well, um, it is about Michael Douglas. Uh, <laughs> 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 Michael Douglas goes into the uh, is like I don't. I've, village is being tormented <laughs> by a huge like. Um, lions and dragging them away and so he comes to like try and like kill them off um that is unfortunately what i know the game is about but i would also say if i was to be if i was to be coy and a coquettish mm-hmm. i would say maybe it's about like a bat swarm <laughs> that attacks that attacks people and uh, a crew of travelers are trying to avoid this huge the bat swarm uh okay that is fair mm-hmm. uh sean yes have you seen this movie? I haven't. Okay. Did you, for research for this show, did you see what it was about? Uh, no, I didn't. How did you How did you know it was about? Because I knew, I read about it before, like, oh, okay. Reader's Digest or something. In the before times? In the before times. Uh, Sean, I will award you one half point. And I have been uh, intrigued to watch it. Oh, okay. Half uh, point. Yes. I will, I will I will. award you half point. One, because of, of your gracious uh, attempt at two things. But two... Uh, there's a lot more that's missing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. I, read, <laughs> in that pitch, I did read this one. In that pitch ago. of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, the the ghost... Oh, I lost my link now. The ghost and the darkness uh, is actually based on a true story. Right. That happened. Uh, and it stars Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. Val Kilmer oh. is the main. Val. You know, Val is the main in this situation. Michael is there and is definitely, uh, you know, a big part of big part of the whole situation. Okay. But uh, the story focuses on Val Kilmer's character, who has to go to Africa to attempt to help them finish the construction of a bridge. And there are two lions, the ghost and the darkness. So oh, Sanja, Sanja got she that. Got, she got a little it was, bit. It's actually pretty close. Um, that are actually man eaters. Anyway, so it's a fictionalized account of the. Savo Maneaters, which is a real story and is about two actual lions that are now on display in the Museum of Natural History in Chicago. That's horrifying. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, uh, but uh, Sean, congratulations on your half point. Thank uh, you so much. Using past experiences clearly helps uh, in the game. Uh, I do try and be tricky when I pick when I pick a game, but sometimes Michael Douglas just. He pops out at he you. He just pops. He just pops out at you, like a ghost. Just like a ghost. A ghost right out of the darkness. And Val Kilmer's just like the darkness. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very yin yang. There, man. there it is. Uh, Sean and Sanj, thank you guys both for playing the game, thank even you. though Sanj is not here. The yeah. game this week is brought to you by CJTR's Radiothon mm. from October thirteenth to nineteenth. If you're interested in supporting people-powered music, culture programming in our city, please donate to Radiothon because we need it bad. Please. Oh, we need it so bad. We need it so bad that we are actually, let me scroll up to our notes here, uh, as a special thank you to Radiothon donors, the host of Spoiler Alert will send you a personalized film recommendation for every $25 donated. Just send us a message on social media confirming you donated and the title of three movies you Three movies you like, right? You, yes, or her, yeah. And then we take we we take yes. those that information, we filter it, and we give you a, a different film that I'm sure you'll love. Yes, and if you don't love it, well, 
You, hey, maybe, you got a free one. Okay. Yeah, maybe you should give us another $25 to try yeah, again. Yeah, let's try again. <laughs> uh, but, um, yes, Radiothon uh, is coming up. We're going to have some fun shows. Uh, we're going to continue our Spooktober. Uh, please. Do we tell what the show is? Well, I don't know if you want to. Well, we might as well tease that okay. we each have to watch a film that we are terrified to watch. <laughs> and we'll do an entire show on the film that we do not want to watch the most. It's going to be scary. I'm going to be scared. <laughs> you might you you might be. We're going to find out who the biggest wuss is. It's going to be. It might be you. It might be you. It's not going to be me. It could be. We all know it's not going to be me. I'll give you. I'll give you a really scary one. You find me the scariest movie, and I'll watch it. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Do I have to watch it too? No. I think so. Yeah. Damn and me. we all have to watch it in the dark. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, please support Radiothon. It's coming up next week. Uh, if you're if you want to support the station. Uh, Besides Radiothon, that would also be cool. Uh, and you can go to cjtr.ca or call 306-525-7274 to learn more and donate today. Yeah. That would be great. Um, we are uh, back to our regularly, regularly scheduled programming. We are talking about animal horror movies. Sean? Yes. What did you watch this week? Well, well, well. So I watched... Um so I watched The Birds because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, it's a classique. Yep. Uh, I watched it in high school, um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get into this. And it is, it just, um, I don't want to say it doesn't hold up. There's some things that really hold up. There's some mm-hmm. very effective mood building. Um, it just, like, it moves so slow, mm-hmm. but I guess that is part of the mood building. Yes. And... The 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 main character Miss Miss Tippy Hedren, she behaves in the strangest of ways. When we meet her, she just is in a pet shop, and then a man is like, "Hey, do you work here?" And she's like, "Uh, yeah." And then she just pranks him by content- pretending that she works in the pet shop, and goes so far to like let a bird out and accidentally like loses it in the shop. So right off the start, we're like, "Okay, she's a weirdo," mm-hmm. and then she becomes. After this conversation she had with him, she becomes very obsessed with him, kind of, uh, no, truly stalks him to find out where he lives with his family, buys him two birds to give to his sister who she's never met before. Mm -hmm. She goes out to the house. She sneaks inside. She's in the house. And then she leaves them birds. And then he's like discovers her and he's like oh my god you beautiful prankster <laughs> where i would be like call the cops this woman is Get this obviously unhinged even though she's wearing incredible like sweater set but um and uh oh and there's also when she was driving out there there's the sound effects of her driving was full nascar like <laughs> rubber tearing up the road even though she's just making like slight turns um also sound issues the birds sounded really bad they <laughs> sounded like dial up modem <laughs> They're, like very electronic have you seen the birds uh, i have seen the birds but also sonia has seen the birds mm. and i will read a little a little oh yes from please her. tell me uh so she said as i think sean will have already said I was not fully prepared for the absolutely wild way the characters in this movie behave and relate to each other. Yes. The surreal vibe 
this created, along with the slow pace, lulled me into a false sense of security, and I made the mistake of deciding it was silly at first. Then, the reveal of the dead body with the pecked out eyes happening, and I fully screamed, and I realized Hitchcock had got me again with his creeping sense of menace. It's neat that something with visual effects that looks so dated, don't get your panties in a bunch chair, I respect that they were groundbreaking at the time, can still be so scary. I'm not especially scared of birds in general, but I'm definitely going to be looking at them sideways for the next little while. As you should, Sonia. Yes. And yeah, the the effects are like just fully um, playing footage of birds like in the sky Mm -hmm. as children just run. Yes. Um, Or putting a bird puppet on your head. Like (laughs) there were several bird puppets (laughs) that were were just like pecking in. Yes. I think they, I think they I mean as my, well my panties are not in a bunch but as alluded to they kind of did their best it is some like green screen stuff that like was very special but also like doesn't super work there's also a uh, I'm reminded of a scene of James Bond where he's got a tra- tarantula crawling on his chest mm. and he refused to have the tarantula actually on him so they just superimposed it and he like wiggles a bit and it stays totally still on the right. screen like it just doesn't it just right. doesn't work and obviously like with digital special effects we've done way 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 more things but I think the magic of the birds is that we all are like accustomed to birds being everywhere and being a nuisance and for for and those just like the creeping sense of like this is a little bit weirder than what birds usually do. Yes, and like the fact it's just the fact that they're like omnipresent and like they could turn on us. And there's a, a lot of things that were pretty dumb about it, but the the there's a scene where she's just sitting on the bench outside a playground and they slowly are just like assembling behind her. Mm-hmm. And that was a really good scene. Yeah, and that was very effective for me. I was I was getting thoroughly creeped out. Um. I will talk about the one of the most crazy-making scenes where she is near the end where she hears a little fluttering in the house. They've been attacked by the birds, but they've locked themselves in the house. And then she hears a little fluttering upstairs, and she's like, uh-oh. And so she goes up and looks in a room, and it's full of birds because the birds have gotten into the roof. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no. And she, st- <laughs> she steps inside, and then she's like, no. And then the birds get her, and then she struggles to open the door for what felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> she just like, no, no, grab like hand on hand on a uh, knob and then, oh, hand falls away and then like door opens and then she, oh, collapses back against it. It happened for so long that I was like, I was ripping my hair out. Like, there's no way you can keep doing this. That's the effect of the birds. Maybe they did more than just peck, man. Pac-Man. <laughs> Ms. Ms. Pac-Man. Pac-Man on the bro show. Um, and also I thought something interesting was that the little sister was played by Veronica Cartwright. Oh. Who is also a bit of a horror movie yeah. uh, mainstay. She um, she was in Alien. She was one of the cast, one of the, the flight mates in Alien. Mm-hmm. And she also was um, in Three Witches of Eastwick with the iconic cherry barfing scene. So, she's been around here. The iconic cherry barfing scene. <laughs> it is. There we go. 
Um, before I talk about my watch, Sonia sent in another thing that we should read here about Cocaine Bear. Oh, and that I've watched as well, yes. Here we go. Cocaine Bear from Sonia. I covered my eyes a lot this week, especially while watching Cocaine Bear. I actually enjoyed it more than I expected, given how truly gory it is, partially because I was firmly on the bear's side. But this one is deaf's not for the squeamish. The script was a hot mess, and the range and performance quality is vast. Mm-hmm. They, they sure mm-hmm. are lucky to have bagged uh, legendary character actress Margot Martin- Martindale, yeah. as usual. But overall, this pretty much does exactly what it says on the box. I'm sad about the real bear that it was based on, who didn't kill anyone and died of an overdose. And I think that the horrendous indignity that they have... Oh, that it is an indignity that they have his taxidermied body on display in Kentucky wearing a little park ranger hat. (laughs) If if anyone would like to sign my petition to free him, get in touch. Odd that they did that with the the darkness and the ghost as well. But uh, apparently that's how we conquer conquer animals here. Well, it is, yeah, it is funny that it was a very, like, viral trailer, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And it it was like... Based off a true story, but couldn't have been more loosely based where a bird did, uh, a bird, a, a bear, bird. <laughs> sorry, I was talking birds, a bear did find some cocaine that uh, a drug runner had thrown out of his uh, plane, um, except the bird, uh, why am I doing this? The bear ate know. it and just died immediately. Oh, that's um, a lot less exciting, actually. Whereas the bear in this one... <laughs> goes on a full-on <laughs> rampage. He just, well... The cocaine affects him in ways <laughs> like for, for some reason the cocaine makes him go into a full rage superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes when he does the coke, he is giggly and rolls around on the floor like he's like MDMA or something. And I just felt like it was a very unrealistic depiction of a bear doing cocaine. <laughs> the bear could have just like told a long story, like with animated gestures, like three times at a at a party or something. Um, but Margot Martindale was extremely funny. She, uh, I would say, wins it. Um, and also, I thought there was going to be the Americans cast reunited because it was Matthew Reese and um, oh, I forget her name. Um, but then he dies immediately. Mm. Um, what else did I say? Oh, and that the children, when they see a block of cocaine, immediately clock it as that. They they know exactly what it is off the hop. There you go. Um, and yeah, that's about it. It was, I thought I had, I had a lot of fun. There is some gory parts. There's a part mm-hmm. where Margot Martindale squishes her face, like flies out of a ambulance. So she's stuck on a... Uh, she's stuck on a um, stretcher and then she flies out the back of an ambulance uh-huh. and just scrapes along the road on her face. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Ooh. Uh, it sounds like the bear was not involved at that point, though. Well, the bear was chasing them, so mm. they're maniacally driving away. Um, <laughs> that does sound pretty great. It was it was pretty fun. I suggest it, honestly. Okay. Well, we got... I, I, I think it looks good. I have not yet watched it. But it does look pretty swell. And the bear is kind of cute. The bear's kind of cute. Uh, Until he's like, rah! <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, have you ever heard of 1990s arachnophobia? Um, I have. But uh, I don't, I can't pull up anything about it. Uh, I watched this little bad boy this week. Uh, this is another one of those, like, 
TBS watches, where mm. I used to watch it a lot because it was on TBS. Right. And rewatching it now, I realized how much stuff TBS cut out of it, oh. uh, just in general. I was going to say, is it appropriate for TBS? Uh, I don't think it was, but they, I think they made it appropriate. Anyway, it stars Jeff Daniels in like a half serious, half comedic role, nice. and John Goodman in a more intense, less serious role okay. uh, as the exterminator who is in this little California town. Anyway, the premise is that there's a scientist who goes to South America and as uh, they always do. he finds some spiders and those spiders are very dangerous and it kills some people and then the body gets shipped back to the small town in California. And Oh no, and he's full of spider the, the spider the, it actually climbs aboard. Uh, and then there's a lot of like that's less gross than what I was thinking that's fair there's a lot of logistics about like there's a a spider they call him the general who's in who's like the the lead spider of all the other spiders anyway does he have a speaking role no no speaking role all the spiders are spiders it is ginormous though it's like hula hoop in size oh my god if I'm not mistaken anyway um, there are like normal spider sized spiders in this as well but uh there's this whole thing about basically they are able to reproduce and their venom will kill you, but uh, they they have to like they're they're almost like an intelligent like hive trying to expand and take over America. Oh my! Anyway, God. Um, Jeff Daniels' character is afraid of spiders, uh, and that's like present the whole time from the from the get go. And uh, he's just trying to deal with it, but also, like, try and convince the town that this is something they need to worry about. However, John Goodman is completely on board right. <laughs> and has, like, a little a suit and has a little scene where he kind of goes to the basement to fight the spider, as does Jeff Daniels. Uh, anyway, it's pretty fun. And okay. uh, it is, like, very much like a, a comedy horror sort of situation. Like, they're definitely leaning into it. And I appreciate comedy it. and horror are holding hands with they are. Uh, with these animal. Movies. I would say like a burbs a burb style uh, depiction of what's going on. Uh, directed by Frank Marshall, um, who also was involved in Congo. <laughs> <laughs> you watched a lot, of, apparently, of Mr. Marshall's work. Apparently, this week. anyway, um, it's it's really good. And if you're into animal horror movies that aren't so serious, it might. Just be for you. Okay, arachnophobia. That's mm-hmm. good. It's mm-hmm. just what else did you watch this week, Sean? Anything we haven't talked about yet? Mm. No, not really. <laughs> no, not really. I also, well, I mentioned Congo and I watched Anaconda, which you did. I did, and it is worse than I remember it being. Yeah. It is. It really got bad, actually. And, and yeah, so I remember just John Voight doing the the most bizarre thing you've ever seen on screen. Like, it's crazy. What is what is this concept? What is this character? Um, and also, I remember it was like a bit of an urban legend that mm-hmm. if you watch, when he pops out of the anaconda's face, he winks at the screen <laughs> <laughs> when he's like dead. But I I feel like I never saw that when I was a kid. But yeah, I don't. The, the whole thing just seemed a lot smaller than it did when I first watched it, and like. They're definitely not in the jungle <laughs> to shoot no, this movie like, a, at all. They're in a water tank the size of a bathtub. Yeah, like it is. It is very clear now. And then the other thing is that the snake looks really bad. Yeah, and they the snake appears 
pretty early. Yes. Like you see, we see a lot of it. You see the snake often. And um, I think at the time that maybe like we were really just okay with bad digital effects. Yeah. We're like, that's what a snake looks like. You know, and now that we've seen a full CG render of Captain America, we just can't abide. Oh, I can't abide. We can't abide a fake snake. Um, and also just like, you know, the cast is bizarre. <laughs> it stars J-Lo. Um, and it also has, who el- who else is in it? We, we got John Boyd, Jennifer Lo- Lopez, Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, Eric Stoltz, Stol- Eric Stoltz, Eric Stoltz, Danny Trejo, Jonathan Hyde. Like, it is just... Like, that's the weirdest Mad Lib of actors I've so ever It's so strange. Of. And they're all doing such, like, big things. Oddly enough, except for J-Lo. Like, it's just weird. It's just so, so weird. Um, well, it did. It worked for J-Lo because she lived. That's true. That is true. She did live. Uh, anyway, I think we might be putting a pin in our conversation about spooky animals. Ooh. Unless, unless you've got anything uh, that you want to uh, squeeze out of you, Sean. Like an anaconda like wrapped a, around my heart. Like like a manaconda. Uh, <laughs> that would be... <laughs> that's our bro show radio names. Manaconda. Manaconda in jail. Pick man. Well, we got a bit of time, uh, which we don't always do, so it's time to ask a little question. Sean, what you watching? Um, weirdly... Actually, no, not weirdly. I watched on Apple TV, mm-hmm. there's like a four-part docuseries called The Models. Oh, yeah, that does look good. It's really good. It's about these, like, the four iconic supermodels from the 90s, um, like Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, uh, Linda Evangelista, and Cindy? <laughs> the other one. Right, the other one. <laughs> Literally. No, I know her name. I can think of it. Uh, Christy Turlington. No, like, crushed it. We got there. My apologies totally to there. Christy. Anyway, um, it just kind of like went through their lives and their experience in the model industry and just the the uh, cultural effect of what models used to be and then how they gave them, they like basically be- made models become pop culture with their personality mm-hmm. and then sort of the how it gave way to just um, back to wayfish, no personality models, and just like the the peak personality um, vibe of the 90s. It mm. was great. Did they talk about Derek Zoolander? No, they did not. There was not one. Fortunately. Not one flash of, we all know about models, and then it's just a quick Zoolander <laughs> clip. No. no. Mm. Unfortunately, they did not. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I know I should have let you edit it. If you had edited, I would have. I would have, I would have put in, that in at least one male model clip. Maybe. Yeah, maybe more than one. <laughs> maybe less than five, though. No, there was a many a model clip for sure. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, I uh, I don't know if you know this, Sean. Okay, try me. Uh, but I have been watching a little thing on Disney called Star Wars. Right. Uh, which now has just become... Which is an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, has now become kind of a never-ending series of things that I can't help but watch, maybe. There's if some, you want to watch Star Wars, there's always going to be a Star there's Wars. There's always going to be a Star Wars. There are some Star Wars that I cannot partake. However, oh. uh, the most recent uh, show called Ahsoka, which mm-hmm. has been released... I've heard a lot of ...is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And... 
I think a part of it is they kind of like figured out a few things about how these shows should be made. I think a part of it is that it's actually just about a bunch of interesting female characters that are doing cool stuff. And I think a part of it is that they just fight a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're here to see is the fighting. The battles. Like, I just want to see someone throw a laser sword at somebody else. While wearing that fun, like, sort of couch cushion on her head. Yes, which is her hair. But that's her hair. Yes, that oh. is her. That is her part of her physical body. Okay, I uh, thought it was just a fun like little little hat. <laughs> anyway, uh, nerds of Star Wars will be excited to hear that Thrawn has been shown for the first, well, the second time, but the first time in live action. Thrawn, and it is pretty cool. Pretty what cool. Is, what is it? So Thrawn, Sean is. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't, a- have to, you, you don't have to get into Thrawn. <laughs> no, uh, he no. Uh, He's a character from the books that was very popular, like like very very popular. And then when Disney took over, they kind of like erased all that history, and no. people were upset. But then Disney twisted their little their little mustache. And they there. said, "There's money in the throng." Yes, and so they the kind of folded song. it back into their existing stuff and kind of brought it back, which I mean was their plan all along. Anyway, they're doing a good job. Okay, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But like, I'm not necessarily sad at what I'm seeing. I'm going to keep watching it. I don't think I can watch any more of the animated things or my eyes will bleed. Yeah. You know, like it's just that kind of vibe. But um, uh, it's still pretty good. It is wild that you can see like the same story is not happening on animated as it is in live action, right? No, no, no. It's just different things. Just but, different parts of but, Ahsoka's life. Like, yes, but now there's like, yeah, like she's been she's been in like more than most people, and so there's a live action version of her played by Rosario Dawson, and there's like an old version of her animated and a young one. Anyway, it's crazy. It's a lot. That it's is a crazy. Lot. It's it's quite a bit. Anyway, you guys, that's all the time we have. Oh yes, I'd like to give a shout out to the. Gary's for the use of our theme song, Manatuna. My co-hosts in the booth, Sean, and out of the booth, Sanj. Everyone at CJTR and to our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're also on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. We will see you guys next week as we continue to get spooky. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>